Welcome back, everybody, to Checkpoint, the most popular podcast in the universe, where we cover video games, the industry, and anything else we think is awesome. Uh, if you guys want to send us an email at checkpointchat at gmail.com, that would be great. Go ahead and uh, give us a comment or shoot us a question. We will answer or read that on the podcast. Uh, my name is Matt. This is Brandon. Hello. And we're going to talk about some stuff. So what have you been up to, Brandon? Well, playing lots of video games, seeing some movies. Liar. Reading. I don't believe it. Nope. Don't lie. Don't, nope. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you been playing? Um, well, the big thing for me is the new Diablo season just started on Friday. I've yeah. already almost finished it. <laughs> yeah, which... you're, you're insane. I understand. Yeah, okay. definitely. Um, still hooked on that game. But um, I also played um, a, a new game that came out last month on mm-hmm. the Nintendo Switch and PC called Celeste. Yeah, what's that, what's that um, game about? It is a indie platformer game. It came out. Um, it's from the same developer that made Towerfall. Uh, Matt makes games. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, it's a super simple game design, but it has extreme challenges. Kind of like uh, Super Super Meat Boy. Meat Boy. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Um, I wouldn't say as masochistic as that game is, but pretty close. Okay. Um, but I found it more um, interesting, and it kept me more involved and interested to continue with it but basically you have limited skills for the character um madeline is the main character's name Mm -hmm. and you're it's kind of chronicling her mental struggle as she tries to climb this mountain both literally and figuratively um to try to find herself and it's it's kind of a really touching storyline so i got really interested and uh the big thing that i found kind of funny is they record the number of times you die and it's not like you have lives because you have an unlimited lives, but it almost suggests that you keep dying so you can learn better, so you can perform better on the level. Um, in the 10 and a half hours it took me to finish the main game, I died 2,011 times. Jesus, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not even talking about all the bonus stuff that comes <clears throat> after you beat it. Um, after you finish the game, it there's this really cool ending I won't spoil for people that are interested, but then it takes you into this section of the game where it's like a like a bonus level but then you can't even get into it because you need these secret items that you were supposed to find the whole game but are super hidden in all the levels so you have to go back and find what they call b-side tapes that are like hidden and then it's like yeah super hard versions of the already really hard levels so it's super fun though um i highly recommend it to anybody who's a fan of platformers um playing it on the switch for me was a perfect fit because it's really nice to be able to play it and take it with you and play it for a few minutes here and there. Um, I was attached to it for an entire weekend straight. So definitely really fun. Nice. How long did it take you to beat? Like what, what were your hours played? Um, to finish the actual story, like the main game was about 10 and a half hours um, to finish. Well, I haven't caught every single thing. Like there's uh, strawberries or like collectible items in the game. And there are hundreds of them. I haven't gotten every single one, but um, I got all the B-side tapes, and it, that took me another, I don't know, 10 hours. So I'd say maybe 20 hours invested in it. What significance do the strawberries have? Like, why strawberries? It's just a fun thing that they put into it. Um, I, Again, it, it is there is a thing in the ending about strawberries I don't want to boil. Okay. But Strawberry fields forever? Let's just say there's really no specific reason that they're strawberries. It's just they are. Okay. <laughs> kind of like, uh, like Pac-Man and... You know, the cherries yeah. and fruit and stuff? Kind of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's really fun. It's really challenging. Um, 
but rewarding, I guess. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, have you been playing any cool games this this month? I have. Um, the typical PUBG, you know. Though I have been waning a bit on on the old PUBG. I um, I'm not, I'm not feeling it like I used to. I, I'm, I'm not bad at the game. I don't lose too much or anything like that. It's just kind of, it's getting stale. I would say Mir Miramar, the new map, um, is a nice change, I suppose, but it's not. It is not comparable to. I don't know how to pronounce it, Arangel or Arangel, which is the the original map. <clears throat> it's it's just not the same. It doesn't feel as competitive because there's so many hills and valleys, and you can't really drive anywhere. I mean, they they put some, or they added some like dirt trails in the hills and stuff, so you can traverse the land a little more, which makes it a little easier. But there's still a lot of hills and valleys, and I don't, I don't, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it is nowhere near as good as the original map. Um, but I've been <clears throat> I've been hard pressed to to play the game lately. Um, hmm. But that's still a, still a go to for now, just because that's what all my friends are playing and stuff. Um, well, it's fun too to hop in for a short game here and there. Yeah, especially when you're in a, in a squad. Like I definitely don't do solos. I never really have. Um, and duos is just kind of eh. <clears throat> but right. uh, squads is definitely where it's at because you just fuck around and have a good time. Um, other than that, um, I mean, PUBG had some updates and stuff like that that aren't really worth <clears throat> talking about, I would say. They've messed around Major with the anti-fixes. Yeah, bug fixes, anti-cheat stuff, um, which really hasn't helped too much. Um, People are always going to find a way to cheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's calling for the, uh, what is it, region lock? Region lock China. And it's, that is incredibly racist. <laughs> And the wrong yeah. way of going about it. I don't know if I mentioned that in the uh, in the first podcast, but um, that is yeah, just region locking China is the wrong approach. Like oh, uh, the, the region locking thing for me, I think is less trying to block people from cheating, and I feel like it's more of a performance thing. If you lock people in a specific physical region to a specific region server in that region, don't you think that would help performance on the game? Yeah, but that's not why people are calling for region lock people are calling for region lock because a lot of the um the hackers at least to begin with were uh chinese speaking people um interesting yeah it it was it was it was messed up for a long while and mm. uh people just kind of stuck with it and it, it's just it's odd to think that people think that that is a solution like when that happens like there's still going to be people hacking if you tell me there is no one in the u.s hacking you're an idiot um absolutely but uh doing like a like a ping cap you know like capping the the ping at 150 to 200 would be would be a better solution um than just region locking fucking china that is so dumb so that is an interesting thought though limiting the ping but wouldn't that also impact people that are on terrible connections from being able to play the game at all 
Um, you have to have a pretty terrible... So when I had 56K back in the day playing Counter-Strike, <laughs> I was getting about 150... No, maybe not 56K. I, was get, I would get about 200 or so, if I remember correctly, uh, with 56K. And it wasn't until I got um, like my very first DSL connection that I started to get about 70, 250, depending on the server location. But uh, it's not that hard, I guess, um, to get around 150. So, yeah. uh, and nowadays, if you have a bad connection, chances are you're not playing games online anyway. Or you're using Comcast, either way. I'm using Comcast. Um, yeah, some, some people just have bad connections, but... Yeah. Anyway, true. yeah, the yeah. hacking is still an issue. Um, let me see, there's nothing else really that... Didn't that uh, streamer come back last month? Yeah, Doctor Disrespect after yeah. after announcing cheating on his wife like a fool. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, honestly, for a publicity stunt, that's ridiculous. I mean, he had like he had a ton of viewers. Yeah, I don't. Uh, he had a, okay, so he came back on the fifth, and um, I like or liked Doctor Disrespect. Um, he's he's entertaining the and. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the mustache guy. They just, yeah, he's just a, he's an obnoxious troll, and uh, and he's he can be really funny. But so he came back on the fifth, and he had he just blew up Twitch. I think Twitch went down for a good you know fifteen minutes or something like that. Um, and he had over three hundred eighty thousand viewers. That's um, insane. Yeah, it was. It's not uh, not a record. Close to, but not a record. Um, oh, who has the record? I want to say it was a. Uh, it was a League of Legends player. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he had four hundred thousand concurrent viewers, I think, or maybe three ninety. He was close to the record, but yeah, that's pretty close. Uh, yeah, he he came back on the fifth and just crushed it. And I haven't been watching him much. Like I'll tune in here and there, but I just kind of I just kind of lost it. He's back down to his regular numbers, which are still pretty high. He gets about thirty to forty thousand viewers on a on an average uh, average day. But um, I think I I personally just maybe it's because I've been losing interest in PUBG. That's what he plays mainly, um, and I'm not that interested in Fortnite, which he also plays now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Just kind of lost it. Fortnite. Yeah, I actually tried that. This last month also in February. Um, yeah, I played you think? maybe th- three games. I personally liked it a little bit better than PUBG only because it ran better on my computer. Oh, it runs flawlessly. Yeah, it's yeah, it is it, well it, optimized comparatively very for sure. Smooth. Um I was yeah. having a little bit of challenge figuring out my key mappings because the default is terrible. Um trying to figure out how to build walls and stuff. Um but I found it fun. Um I only played it by myself though, so I didn't get to experience playing with anybody. Um, I would, I'd play it again. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's neat, I guess. Like it's just, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I was, I'm, I was so ingrained in PUBG that I just had no reason to really go to, uh, Fortnite other than the, the obvious it's more optimized and runs better. Uh, Maybe if I had people that were playing it that wanted me to join them playing it, I'd probably do it, but yeah. And it's free. That doesn't hurt. That's absolutely true. Well, it's free, but you have to pay for like all the stuff to be able to look cool other than random skins. I don't know. I does mean, that does that bother you? Not 
particularly. So, are you a, an aesthetic kind of person? To a degree. Um, certain games I do enjoy looking cooler, but like, I like say prefer... Diablo. Uh, Diablo isn't. I mean, you have to pay for the game up front, and yeah, I guess aesthetics are cool, but it's not like you're buying a skin for your character that has no impact on the game. The sets you collect in Diablo have completely different skills and you know builds. It's it's a whole different type of. I guess that's fair, but what about wings and stuff? Yeah, those I just get randomly. Um, I don't think I've purchased anything specifically for the wings. They've came with stuff I bought anyways, like um, the StarCraft game came with wings. And oh, yeah. Like the expansion for the Necromancer came with wings. Actually just got a set of falcon wings randomly in a chest this morning. So that was really? kind of cool. Hmm. Um, I didn't know they dropped randomly. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Actually, I mean, have you heard about the Menagerist Goblins? No, I, I mean, I think I played once when they released a couple, or they had a couple of different sorts of goblins, but what is it? Well, obviously they expanded the goblins outside of just the normal treasure goblin, and they added like a gem goblin and all that kind of stuff. But the Menagerist Goblin was added a while ago now. I can't remember specifically when, but it has a chance to drop a random pet or a set of wings, or like it, ha- it can drop uh, these like really cool spectral looking butterfly wings that everyone really likes. Um, yeah, it's just kind of neat. Those ones are super rare, though. Like, mm-hmm. I've only seen maybe five. Hmm. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah I got the uh, Falcon Wings, though, randomly in a chest, which kind of threw me off. So I don't know. Nice. Well, but yeah. So other than PUBG, um, did you hear about the Warcraft stuff? Yeah, Warcraft 3. Ooh, baby. I, um, I yeah, I played a lot of Warcraft 3 back in the day. Um, Same. Actually, I played and... it in the basement. <laughs> did you yeah i don't remember it was a long time ago buddy um Definitely. yeah so warcraft 3 uh the ptr which i had no idea they had until recently or until this news came out um they are uh, they updated it so that they have widescreen support or native widescreen support because before You'd play it on a widescreen, and it was just all stretched, which I got used to, and that's how I played the game forever. Um, so going back, and I downloaded the PTR and played some custom games <coughs> in you know native resolution, and it was it was weird to get used to, um, or it was hard to get used to, but uh, looked better, uh, crisper, I guess. Um, but they added the ability to have up to 24 players in a custom game which wow. yeah which on paper sounds like uh, like a lot of fun I have yet to experience that um, cuz I went online and oh they they uh, they added battlenet support I try I've tried to play on battlenet um, cuz I downloaded Warcraft 3 and the Frozen Throne not too long ago maybe about a year ago um, just cuz the use map settings maps are the tower defense games I, I I was hooked on those I still love playing them um, but the so anyway uh, yeah with those two I or with the uh, when when I downloaded them before I I've been trying to play on Battle.net and it just won't let me um, so this time around in the PTR I have been able to get on Battle.net and look for a custom game and no one is playing um, and any game that came up was like 1v1 
I saw, gotcha. I think I saw one 12v12, but I couldn't join it. Um, me and my brother tried to play each other online, and they still have the issue with port forwarding and stuff like that. And with Windows 10, it's it's a completely different process, and it's a pain in the ass. And we could, we spent maybe half hour trying to get it to work, and I said, hey, it's not worth it. So we, we stopped trying. Yes, it does. <laughs> Man, how have they not fixed that in, what, 15 years? However long well, it's been. No one's played it in ten, and you wonder why it suddenly started Bologna. to come back. Well, I, the people are saying that um, they're updating this game because an HD remake is in in the works, which makes sense because they did that with StarCraft, which but which I also HD bought. HD remake, or would you rather have Warcraft Four? Um, I would rather have Warcraft Four, but uh, an HD remake is is uh, an easy cash grab. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like. I'd rather have Warcraft 4. I mean, I spent so much time on that game so many years ago before we all got sucked into World of Warcraft, which completely ate the entire player base of Warcraft 3. I mean, I don't know. I, I'd rather have something new and interesting, but you're probably right. They're probably going to make an HD remake. Well, yeah. You know? th think about it like this, though. I doubt an HD remake is taking away any resources from if they're making a Warcraft 4. I doubt it's taking anything away from that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it takes uh, nearly as much for an HD remake as it does for a brand new full game. Um, and they're still releasing World of Warcraft stuff, so they, they've they've given no indication whatsoever of a Warcraft four, uh, un unless I'm just completely missing something. I actually haven't been doing any research into it, but I feel like I would have heard or read something about it uh, by now. Yeah, um, I haven't seen anything either. I'm just speculating based off... I don't, I don't know. Blizzard's usually pretty quiet about this stuff until, like, BlizzCon. Yeah, or, but they did you know. have... They they've they released their roadmaps most of the time. Well, yeah. actually, the last roadmap I remember is before Overwatch was announced, so I really don't know what's going on anymore in the world of Blizzard. Yeah, I, I still follow World of Warcraft news and everything just because... I can't fully shake it, even though I haven't played it in over three years. It's just, I still follow it because I still wish I could play it. <laughs> yeah, it's an addiction, man. It's crazy. It's, it's not an addiction. It's a lifestyle. Like you have to, you have to play it forty hours a week minimum to even remotely be competitive. Well, smoking and meth then... is a lifestyle too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's true. And probably, no, I think meth would be more expensive than World of Warcraft. Yes, absolutely. It it could also cost you. Well, I guess both could cost you your life, but yeah, meth more so. I would say, <laughs> at least in in uh, WoW, you can uh, you can enjoy it for a month before you have to re re up on the monies. That's true. I mean, yeah, it is cheaper than buying new games every month to only pay. I mean, you can pay for World of Warcraft with gold now if you farm enough stuff in game. But even if you don't do that, it's like fifteen bucks a month. Or whatever. Yeah, I had no problem dropping World of Warcraft though. I I only played until um, I was like forty four. Yeah. I played the you, the beta. You were not like me. Uh, yeah. Like me. No. <laughs> no. You you played a lot. I uh, a lot of my friends played a lot, um, a yeah. lot more than I did. Um, I don't know. I think everyone else, all my other brothers, got up to sixty and stuff like that before they raised the cap. Yeah. I never. Uh, I stopped playing before. Um, Burning Crusade, which is the first expansion, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I stopped playing before that came out. 
Just kind of dropped yeah. it. I actually quit right before that solely because I moved back home and we didn't have internet. So I didn't uh, have a choice. And then I was like itching, so I ended up buying internet for the house and got World of Warcraft. Yeah, <laughs> I did the same. So I was where you had your World of Warcraft, I had my Counter Strike. Like I, I played Counter Strike to an unhealthy degree for sure. Um, I remember when Steam started to record how many hours you were playing every two weeks at the time. I think when they first released it, it was it gave you every two weeks. I was playing about 170 or so hours Jeez. every two weeks. Every two weeks, that's, that's I, insane. Yeah, that was now, it was disgusting. Because really I, I easily did that in World of Warcraft when I was at my prime. I mean, I literally slept zero hours for a short while because I had insomnia from playing World of Warcraft. So I'd work and then get home and hop on the game and then, you know, maybe get a half an hour of sleep in between going to work the next morning and playing World of Warcraft straight through. Like, yeah, I did. Unhealthy. Yeah, I did. Sim- yeah, I I did that with Counter Strike. Man, it was it was awful. I could, did you ever look at what your total hours was on Counter Strike? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Like uh, Steam reset. Ooh, like the hours played or something along those lines. It, it is. It hasn't been accurate. Uh, I think right now, I could take a look. Actually, Librarian. I mean, I'm just curious. Yeah. Well, my global offensive, I've played, which is the newest one, 432 hours, which isn't a whole lot. And then it says Counter Strike Source, which I played the most of for sure, uh, was 111 hours. Yeah. Um. That and the, I, I easily, easily beat 2,000 hours in Source. And I, Pat and I played 1.6, you know, since before it was 1.6. And, um, yeah, I, I tried to get into the professional scene in Source. And I was, yeah. I was damn close, but I I just couldn't couldn't get there. Um but yeah, no. War- okay. So, but but to get back on track, Warcraft Warcraft Three had some updates. Um, it's real neat. You still need to own the game in order to play and download the PTR. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Um, I did play two other games: one new, one brand new, and then one kind of old because it's been in the early access for a long time. Gang Beasts. Um, okay. I, yeah, it's a, a physics-based brawler. And you control your hands separately, and uh, it's, it's one of those games that you play with friends, and you you cry, you laugh so hard. It so is what, like a local multiplayer game, or yeah, kind of. It's not local; it doesn't have to be anyway. Um, but me, PK, Strut, and I think that was it. It was just us three who bought it um, and played it initially, and. We played for a couple hours, and that was, it was, it was fucking hilarious. Uh, we we had a really good time, um, and I've been trying to get everyone to buy it so we could play it because I've only played those first couple of hours. Um, unfortunately, there's not not a whole lot there. Um, there's a couple of game modes, um, but it just feels lacking, and it's twenty dollars. Um, oh, that's cheap. It is it is cheap, but it still feels like it's lacking for even a twenty dollar game. So what? Flag it for the next Steam sale. Take a look. Yeah, like if you can get it for ten bucks, it is absolutely worth it. Okay. Uh, Twenty yeah. bucks, maybe not so much, but it's still a good time. 
So the first time I saw this game was I think at E3. Yeah, it's and, a couple years old at least. Yeah, and I, I wasn't playing it there. Obviously, I was watching some people play it on the broadcast, and they were laughing hysterically at all the dumb stuff that happens with this game. And it, I made a note to try to remember to play it, and completely forgot about it until right now. <laughs> well, uh, it's it's worth it when it goes on sale. You should give it a shot because. Yeah, well, maybe it's, I'll maybe I'll get it anyway. Yeah, it's definitely one of those games where if you can play it stoned with a bunch of friends, goodness gracious, <laughs> it's a good time. All right, it's a good, good time. Good so, um, so there was that's, another game. That's Gang Beasts, and okay. this next game, Into the Breach, by uh, who was it? Who was it? Why can't I remember? It's from the makers of FTL. Right? Yeah, from the makers of FTL. Who? Who are you? Subset Games? Subset Games. Yeah. Um, they released Subset it games. yesterday, uh, the 27th. Oh, um, wow. It is a turn-based strategy game, so a tactics-type game. Um, it's got a very Advanced Wars aesthetic. Um, it looks very similar to FTL. I unfortunately haven't played FTL Um and I found a deal today, actually, after I bought the damn game, that if you buy it from Humble, they also include FTL, which, that was, that's a shame. But, um, Thanks for the tip. Yeah. So, hey, there's that. You can you can go buy, if you buy Into the Breach, it's $15, which I feel like it's worth it. Um, if, you buy F- if you buy Into the Breach, you get FTL as well. Um, but anyway, it, it has an FTL aesthetic, um, very accessible. The game really... It's it's tough. Like it's it's there's not a whole lot to it really. Like you play it. Um, there's four islands that you can go through, and on each island, um, you you start at one. You have to play each. Uh, there's a couple of different sections, probably like five or six to seven different sections on each island, possibly more. I haven't been to all of them yet. Um, and each one has uh, specific side quests that you can do. Uh, that earn you stars, and like these stars you can... Stars? Yeah, objectives, like, and they earn you stars, and these stars, when you finish the, the island, you can use those to upgrade your your mechs. Um, I guess I should say you, you are a mech. You're a time-traveling mech. You have a group of three three characters. One is, uh, you know, a bipedal mech, another one's a tank, and the other one is also a tank, but... Um, one lobs grenades so it can go over buildings uh, and another one shoots in straight lines and you are fighting these bugs called vec and they are you're trying to save like whatever buildings are around your eight by eight grid okay. and um and if they destroy a building you lose um energy and uh you you have a, a a power grid icon in the top left corner of the screen, and there's one two three four five six seven little dashes in there. Each time a building goes down, you lose um, a bar, and when that bar reaches zero, you lose the game. Now oh. that bar that bar stays with you, um, or this um, this gauge this power grid gauge yeah, sticks with top. you. Left corner, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sticks with you the entire game. So if you lose one and one portion of a map, um, it's it sticks with you. Oh, 
you can earn more back um, in certain uh, certain missions will will allow you to to earn a power grid thing back um, but you have to com- complete that objective that side mission in order to do it um, mm. i've 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 lost i think three and uh, so, so the game is real tough and the the uh, the first like tutorial mission i I played through it once and I lost two buildings. And I was like, shit, well, I'm just going to restart because it's just the... Um, or I, I moved on after that to the initial, uh, like the actual mission. Um, and I started off with two of my bars missing from the power grid. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, I want to start with a full grid. So I, I erased my save and I started over. Because um, you can kill off your guy. Your guy can die and then, you know, you get a new one. But um, so I killed off my guy to begin with, and then it just stayed the same. I was able to continue my mission, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to completely restart, so I deleted my save, restarted the tutorial mission, and this time I only lost one um, power grid bar. But then when I moved on to the actual story mission, I still had two missing. I was like, "What the fuck?" So, so that sucked. I continued that one, said forget about it. Um, and I ended up losing, I think, one more power grid um, on that first island. But there's... I'm trying to remember. I want to say maybe nine locations on this first island. And I got through about seven, six or seven of them. And after that, the other three or four just kind of got blocked off. And said that it was overrun by Vex and I can't play it anymore. So I was I was done with that island. And, um, and it was... It kind of pissed me off like it, zero indication that that was going to happen and it just kind of happened um that kind of baloney aside the game is really fun it's really smart it's uh, i wouldn't say rock paper scissors it's more like chess um on an eight by eight grid and um these bugs try to destroy buildings which you don't want them to do they can you your mechs don't have a whole lot of health you know I, th- I think two of them have two health whereas your your bipedal mech has three or four um i've only played a couple uh 68 minutes it says uh but i feel like i played a couple hours <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it's it's really fun i really want to keep playing it um and i'll I'll do like a full review because I feel like what I just talked about was kind of all over the place. Uh, I'll well, do a it's full. Like your initial thoughts too, because you've only played, like you said, an hour. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll I'll do a full review and I'll I'll come back to it next month. Um, I have it on my list of games I'm considering purchasing, so maybe we'll have a conversation about it. Well, shit, it's fifteen dollars. Yeah. I think it's totally right. worth fifteen bucks. And, yeah, and as, um, a, as a free plug to Humble Bundle, um, I just looked it up. It's if you buy it between now and March sixth, you get the free Steam key for FTL. Yeah, so. which which apparently is worth it. I haven't played FTL, but I haven't um, either. So yeah, it, maybe I'll check both of them out. Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed. Things. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also on iOS. FTL is also on iOS. Uh, Into the Breach is not. Um, yeah, it but it, it it definitely looks like it will be, um, just because the aesthetic is very similar and it doesn't look like it'd be hard to run. Yeah. I think the game is three hundred megs or something like that to download. So it's it's not big. Um oh, that is but interesting. Yeah, FTL is on iOS. I think I'm just gonna download it on my iPad and uh play it when I'm laying in bed or something. Check it out. Cool. Um Yeah, I also um 
wanted to play I Am the Hero. And now growing up, I I love side-scrolling beat-em-ups, like the Ninja Turtle games and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah, me too. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. My favorite games, or favorite type of games. And, and I keep trying to find something to scratch the itch, but nothing really does it. I think the last game that did it was that Scott Pilgrim game uh, that oh, came that, out. that game's fun. It is really good. Yeah. Um, that and before that was Castle Crashers. Castle Crashers was was a lot of fun. I still play that periodically. Yeah, I remember it's playing that good. at um, your apartment with you, Jeff, you and Jeff. And yeah, we played it a whole weekend straight. Yeah, and um, <laughs> laughed our asses off. Yeah. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, but I, but I wanted to play this game. I am the hero. I don't have much to say about it because I haven't been able to play it. Um, I downloaded it on Steam. It was only a couple bucks. Um, but it's got a, one of the Steam sale games you bought or something. I don't. know. I think it was on sale at the time. Not sure if it was part of the Steam sale. Oh, I gotcha. It's, but it's it, ten bucks. Yeah, right I think now. I think I bought it for four, something okay. like that. Um, but it looked like a lot of fun, and um, it's got a very pixelated, nostalgic look to it. Uh, but I I loaded it up. I'm super excited to play it. I plugged my controller in and it wouldn't recognize my wireless Xbox one controller. Um, and I'm sure there's a way to get it to work. Maybe I have to plug it in or maybe I'll grab my 360 controller. Who knows? Uh, but it, I did not want to play it on mouse and keyboard or just keyboard, whatever. So right. I, I haven't been back to it, but I, I really want to check out. I am the hero. Yeah, it looks like it came out in the beginning of 2017. So it's been out a little while. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The, the game fun. isn't brand new, but it's new to me. Um, just because these kind of games don't really get the limelight. Gotcha. So yeah, that uh, yeah. that is it. I think for games that I have played. Let me see. I, I played one other one. What'd you play? I I want to say I made the mistake of purchasing Secret of Mana. Mistake, huh? Well, okay. You, the Secret. remake, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. Okay. So I'm not I'm not saying like I regret purchasing it because I I've been kind of thinking about playing Secret of Mana again and like I have it for an emulator, but I heard they were coming out with the remake and it came out very recently. I think like what a week week and a half ago, and I picked it up on Steam and I was playing it on the Steam Link on my TV in the living room and it. I mean, you played Secret of Mana, right? The original one? Yeah. Uh, okay. Not a whole lot, but yeah, I played, I played right. some. Well, it came out in 93, so it's a while ago now. And, I mean, I have you know good memories. I have a long list of RPGs I played you know, on Super Nintendo. But this was one of my favorites at the time, mainly because you could do two-player, which was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it had a, a really cool game. It had a soundtrack that was fantastic, and... It was just fun, you know, hack and slash, right? Like yeah. you run around and slash with swords, which was really different from like the Final Fantasy style where it was more turn-based. Turn-based, yeah. Right. So I have fond memories of it. And picking it up with the remake felt like they took the exact same game and gave it like a skin and didn't really remake anything. They added a few scenes here and there and they redid the whole soundtrack well, I mean, the, the whole game is in 3D compared to yeah. sprite-based. Yes. So, exactly. I mean, I mean, they they definitely remade it, but I, I, I get what you're saying. Right. And it, it felt like they, 
I don't know, just transposed it to 3D and then updated the art. That's really all they did. And it's not even that big of a deal. Like, I got over it really quick, and it was still fun to play. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I'm still working on it. I'm, I think I'm still going to play through it all the way. But so far, I'm just not as excited about it as I was when I first heard about it and first started playing it. I feel like there were a lot of opportunities, and I do feel like the soundtrack that they replaced was my least favorite thing. Um, and luckily for them, you there can... is a setting that you can change it back to the yeah. original soundtrack. Yeah. And the second I did that, I'm like, ah, there's the nostalgia. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the, the soundtrack definitely, mm-hmm. I think more so than, um, than playing games, the soundtracks just kind of, they get you, they yeah. put you in the mood. The only other negative thing I could say, um, cutscenes. they added a whole bunch of really cool animated cutscenes with voice acting and everything. Right. But oh, that's a shame. <laughs> none, none of the characters' lips move at all when they talk. Okay, so it was a low-budget remake. I feel like that, yeah. And it, I mean, fortunately, forty dollars later, I feel like it was maybe a twenty-dollar remake, maybe less. You know. So you said you had fun playing the game, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the same exact type of fun hack and slash gameplay. Um, it looks really pretty from the you know, the graphics perspective. Honestly, it's just those couple little things that, I don't know, sort of ruin the memory a little bit. But it's still fun. So I, I think it's worth playing through, but I would I would suggest waiting for a Steam sale or something. So, yeah, you, you started off by saying you regret it. So you, you don't think it's worth the 40 bucks? That's that's the only thing that I regret is the $40. Like, if it was 20 I'd feel better about it. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, kind of like, yeah. kind of like Gang Beasts, huh? Yeah, I, I kind of uh, wish, I kind of wish I spent ten bucks instead of twenty for a, yeah. a one-off experience. But Secret right. of Mana sounds like it offers a little more. Definitely. Um, yeah. And like I said, I haven't finished it yet, so I, I mean, I don't know if they've changed anything yet. So far, they haven't. So far, it's the exact same game. Um, Story-wise. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's not a bad thing. But... What about leveling up and stuff like that? It, it's all the same. All the weapons exactly. are the same. Everything's exactly, exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's good, right? That, that's what you want. Yeah, absolutely. It's a remake. You, right. you know, you, you don't want it to be a whole new experience. You want it to be a memory. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. yeah. Made into the new age, which it, it was. So harken, that... harken back. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, but I still think I would have rather plugged it into the, the, the Super Nintendo, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is. Yep, that's how I feel about um, the upcoming, whenever the hell is going to get released, Final Fantasy VII remake. Click that. Um, oh yeah. They're they're changing like as soon as they announce that they're changing stuff and making it episodic. Right. I guess I understand the episodic part, but changing stuff around really isn't what I want. Like that's not what anybody wants. I don't think anybody well, wants that. That and they don't even have a release date now, do they? I, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked up anything about that in so long just because it after they announced what they're actually doing with it i just i lost all yeah, motivation I mean, and faith in they revealed it in 2015 and we got all excited about it and at the sony e3 thing and i i remember like everyone else that was watching it getting super excited about final fantasy 7 and it's still unknown like i just looked it up still unknown and i i guess i can loop it in with kingdom hearts you know, well, Kingdom I really... Hearts, I think we know, is much closer to completion than Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, and I honestly, at least I... we know they're working on it. Um, I yeah. don't, 
I don't care when it gets released, really. Like, I could do without it. Like, I'll play the original. I have the original on Steam and PlayStation. I don't care. What, Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. Uh, Kingdom Hearts as well. Like, I played through one. I I played a lot of one, and I played a lot of two. Mm -hmm. I didn't play any others, like Dream Drop, Distance, or... Uh, I think that's the only one I know by name. Uh, any of the others, because um, their naming sucks. They suck at naming their games. Um, yeah. That's not why I haven't played them, but uh, th- those are the only two I played. I'm I'm interested to play Kingdom Hearts three, but um, I could I could wait. I don't mind. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of really dumb names for their Kingdom Hearts games. Um, I played most yeah. of them. Twenty three like, and a third. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it's three eighty five and a second or something. Yeah, something really so, stupid. So dumb. But I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, I like the storyline um, on the original games, and I consider everything else just kind of bonus, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely interested in the new one whenever that happens. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll probably play the, the the core title. Everything else is kind of unnecessary. Um, yeah, I'll watch a video recapping everything that happened that yeah. is necessary to understand the storyline now on the opposite side though did you play crisis core for the final fantasy 7 thing crisis core. it was on uh, the psp i think i don't know if you have one of those or not oh yeah it had uh cloud was mm-hmm. yeah no um, it was actually really good and really unfortunately really short like yeah. it, I, I beat the game in like less than 15 hours and for a final fantasy game at all to take less than 15 hours to win like that was disappointing. That, but well, speaking the of itself, was amazing. <laughs> I uh, I played Dirge of Cerberus. I bought that game. Okay. And that game was a, a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like Vincent, but apparently not that much. Um, I just remember that game being a garbage garbage game. I played yeah. it for maybe an hour or something like that. Um. <laughs> yeah. Any, uh, I don't, I don't think I've played any other games, but I do, I do have games that I haven't played that I want to talk about, but we'll, we'll get to there in a little bit. Um, yeah. the only other thing I have is too much Diablo and <laughs> that's just my own problem. Yeah, that's, uh, that is a problem. I'm sorry. Well, buddy. it replaced my world of Warcraft addiction. So is that I'm a good, just, good or bad thing? That. Oh, fantastic thing. Um, I can put it down at single player. I can pause it. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, I, yeah. I would say it satisfies my loot craving. Satiates your hunger. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, um, so other than video games. Yes. Um, did you see any movies last month? Of course. Um, yeah. I saw Black Panther. Me too. What did you think about Black um, Panther? I enjoyed it a lot. Um, we went and saw it on the Friday, so it wasn't opening night. You know, it wasn't the craziness of everybody there. Um, but yeah, no, um, it, I thought it was fantastic. Um, it had a lot of stuff that I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around because it was really I felt I felt it was separated from the whole the larger Marvel. MCU. Yeah, exactly. And I think we talked briefly about it last time, and you have a lot more familiarity with you know, the whole Wakanda universe, whereas mm-hmm. I sort of only started hearing about it after Captain America Civil War when I went Black Panther and then started looking into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie was amazing. Um, 
action-packed. It has some really good people um, casted into the movie. Um, I really enjoyed, um, you know, T'Challa's whole growing into his role and the whole villain. Michael B. Jordan and uh, (laughs) Killmonger. Yeah. Killmonger. Yeah. Thank you. I was trying to remember the name. Um, No, I really liked it. I don't know. What do you think overall? Um, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't, I don't agree with the consensus that it is a revolutionary movie, uh, only in the regard, uh, regards to the movie itself. Um, the representation means a lot and I, I agree. Uh, it is on its own, one of the better uh, starting points for a character in the MCU. So I liked it more than I liked um, Captain America, which his first outing was not very good, but serviceable. Same with Thor. Thor's first outing was serviceable, not very good. Um, same with Iron Man. I enjoyed Iron Man 1, but I I don't like it nearly as much as other people did. And I think... Black Panther may be the strongest opening for a character. Um, other than that, I think Killmonger was an okay villain. I think he's one of the better villains, but that's a low bar for uh, Marvel movies. And I think he's he's way underdeveloped. Um, if they just needed to add just a little bit, I feel like here and there, and he would have been great he would have been a great character um not even necessarily a villain he would have been a good character now i don't mind michael b jordan who is the actor who plays killmonger uh but i feel like he added an air of douchiness (laughs) to killmonger that that i didn't quite like um yeah no actually uh, I, i agree with that um now that i'm thinking about his character in a few of the scenes like especially the throne room Scene. Yeah, like I, I feel like what a lot of people are explaining or, or or saying that Killmonger is like you feel for him when really like you you have no business feeling for him. Like there 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 are some scenes where they try to pull uh, pull those emotions um, for Killmonger from you, but it's not really successful. He he immediately squashes that shit by being just uh, just an asshole. Uh, if they really wanted us or wanted me anyway, I can only speak personally to feel for Killmonger, like they should have made him a little more human, you know, like maybe at the end, um, though, I really like his line and reasoning for not, um, for not, I, I guess, turning over a new leaf or whatever. That's not what I'm requesting from him, but, um, him saying that he'd rather, uh, I'm I'm trying to be exact, but it's it's not going to work. Like he'd, he'd rather, and kind of he'd he'd rather die with the people who jumped overboard in the boats, his ancestors, um, oh, yeah. than than live in um, uh, imprisoned. I think he says. Um, I felt like like that was good, but um, they could have done a little more with him to make me feel for him and to really make him like stand out as a villain, like as a really good movie villain and not just a, a good Marvel villain, which is again, a very low bar. Um, I think T'Challa 
was probably the weakest character in the whole movie, which it's not necessarily a bad thing because it, I do think it was a great movie. Um, I think his his sister, what was Shuri. her name? Shuri. Princess, yeah, she Shuri. is my she is my favorite. She's, I agree. Actually, she's uh, she's really cool. Yeah. Um, super cute, and um, I really liked her. I really liked pretty much all the characters, all the really they strong female it. characters. Oh, well. Um, yeah, it was really well casted. Like the general, um, I can't remember her name. Um, I don't know her her real name, uh, but she's from The Walking Dead. That's that's all I know. She's Michonne. Oh, um, okay. I thought she looked familiar. Yeah, she she did a good job, and same with T'Challa's love interest. All these names are eluding me. I'm sorry, but um, Akoye. It was sure. Yeah, Akoye is the general name. I just. I, oh, okay. I'm yeah, I'm talking about the love interest. Oh um, no, that's uh, oh, where is it? I was just looking at it. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, but Not she yet. she does a good job. Um, the guy who <laughs> I don't know any of their names. Um, the guy who was in Get Out, the movie Get Out. Uh, he was, he was the guy who eventually turned on Wakanda and T'Challa. Oh yeah. Um, um, it didn't like I, I liked him in the beginning, but I felt like something's up with this guy. And sure enough, like it didn't really take much for him to turn his back on, on, <laughs> on everybody. So he was he was my least favorite character for sure. Um, but I like the actor. It was a good movie. Yeah. I liked it. Definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a hundred percent, you know, rating or five star. Um, but I definitely feel like it's one of the better Marvel movies. Um, it did have a relatively predictable plot, but they mm-hmm. casted it really well. It was really action packed. It kept you interested. You felt for the characters. Um, it tied into the universe very well, and I really liked. I liked it. I, I definitely would see it again. I absolutely will buy it on Blu-ray when it comes out and watch it a couple times. Oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna own it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, absolutely. It was really good. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of owning, uh, Thor comes out on Blu-ray in a couple of days. Oof. Oh yeah. Who doggy? I can't wait to own that shit. Definitely. Yeah, a couple of good things are coming out soon in uh, in March. But um, yeah, it's it's out on uh, on digital right now. It came out on the twentieth. Oh yeah, okay. Which is cool, but uh, I don't so want to own that. Uh, didn't Star Wars come out too, or does that come out the thirteenth? That okay. comes. That's not out yet. I don't believe. Okay. No, I know it's coming out next month. It's it's very soon. Um, but yeah. yeah. The only other thing I did movie wise um, this past weekend and actually this upcoming Saturday, I'm going to the Oscar Best in Show premiere. And yeah. I, I went to the first night already right. last week, and it's five of the nine movies total that I went to last weekend of the Best in Picture nominations for the Oscars. And you mentioned Get Out briefly. It's a good movie. A couple minutes ago, uh, that was in there. I watched that. I enjoyed it. Um, I went in expecting less than it came out with. Like, I heard about it. I wasn't that interested, and I finished it. And really, really liked the ending. Um, I liked the characters. <laughs> Had a fun twist. Um, but yeah, we saw that one. Um, we saw the post, which was my favorite of the day. Um, basically, telling the story of. Uh, the whole Vietnam papers getting released to the newspapers. Hmm. In I like never heard. The early seventies. Um, and it's all the government secrets that got put into the newspapers. And there was this really big famous court case about, you know, freedom of the press 
and you know government secrets and they ended up winning the court battle so it's the big story of that the cast was great um absolutely great movie um i missed ladybird which was the second movie so i don't know anything about that one i don't um, know any so, of these so yeah. wait, was this just a, a a day of like five movies played back to back or what yep yep starts at like 11 o'clock in the morning and we got out around 10 30 jeez yep. louise yeah um, there was a there was a dinner break but um yeah we saw phantom thread which wasn't i didn't i didn't like it personally um the main actor i guess people were saying good things about him but i i didn't enjoy it It it's just a story about uh a tailor in london which fun yeah very much so um and then uh, what was the last one oh call me by your name was a like foreign film it felt like a love story um it was a little i felt like it was controversial because it was uh a homosexual relationship mm-hmm. of two why, guys. Why was it controversial? I, I just felt like I don't see a lot of movies that are focused on um, that type of relationship. You know, so it was interesting. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I felt like it was a really good movie. Um, I just heard some rumors afterwards of some people complaining about it, which like in the theater, which I thought was really weird. Yeah, that's kind of shitty. <laughs> Right, I was, I was like, appreciate the fantastic film. Like it was set in uh, Italy, so it was really cool. Uh, they were in Rome and everything too, and it was it was a really cool movie. But yeah, so that was the first night. Um, the next four movies are going to be next weekend. I'm going to, and the one I'm most excited for is Shape of Water. Ah, uh, yeah, I heard good things about that. I'm very excited. I haven't really looked a whole lot into it, other than the loose concept. You know, some lady but, fucking a fish man. That's all yeah, I know. Creature the Black Lagoon gets a love interest finally. That, that's all I know. <laughs> all right, a big blue um, dick. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm excited for that next weekend. But that's pretty much movies. Lots and lots of movies. All right. Okay. Uh, well, <clears throat> we are gonna do something special. Um, we both made lists a top five list of actually scratch that i'm going to start off by saying we're going to we're going to do a special segment i think every every month it could be more who knows we might add something because it's ours we could do this but this month we added a top 16-bit games of all time and this is our personal list um brandon's is obviously incorrect um, <laughs> but but this is a personal list so we're, we're not going to do much arguing um, maybe some questions here and there um, so we both made a top 5 list and we're going to talk about our top 5 16-bit games of all time um, so we didn't really talk about how we want to sort this so I guess there's kind of two ways we can do it either you can give your 5 and then I can give my 5 and then we can talk about it or we can each give our five and then our four and then our three and so on. What do you think? Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about mine. Like I'll have, I'll have stuff to say, but I don't have um, like a review written up or anything on all of them. But um, I'm going to like, let's just talk about our list and just say what you want to say. It doesn't matter. But okay. before we do, y'all send us an email. All right. Checkpointchat at gmail.com. Tell us why you disagree or agree with our lists. Doesn't matter. Ask us questions about it. Send us an email. Do yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, but I'm going to let you go ahead and tell me your list. What do you <laughs> think? Now, start start off. I don't know if you have it 
tiered um, or not. Mine certainly is. Uh, <laughs> so I'll give you my number one last. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and start with your number five? Okay, sure enough. So um, I, I ended up, I argued with this for an afternoon. Like I went through all the games I've played and there's a lot of them on, you know, Super Nintendo and Genesis. And honestly, sadly for the Genesis, none of them made my list, which probably just has to do with the fact that I spent a lot of my childhood playing a Super Nintendo and I did not own a Genesis. So. All right. Well, your list is null and void then. Like I said, <laughs> his list is wrong, folks. <laughs> But that being said, um, my number five coming in last, although still fantastic considering how many games are out in 16-bit, uh, is Mega Man X. And this game That's is a good game. It was a super fun Mega Man chapter. Um, I felt it was personally the one I spent the most time it's on the in the franchise. One. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, I still probably have my copy sitting over on my shelf. Um, with a lot of hours on it. I have a lot of good memories. It's the one Mega Man game I keep going to and play all yeah, the time. Absolutely. And it's been remade a couple times too, I think, hasn't it? I'm not sure. I always play the emulated Mega Man X version. So It doesn't need it. It's so good. Like, it's it's just, it's solid. Yeah, um, it's it's a good game. So that, that's my number five. Um, my number four uh, is Chrono Trigger. And it's fantastic. Um, it definitely belongs in any top five list. Um, it's one of the most memorable role-playing games ever made. And it belongs in any is, top two list. Like, what is it oh, doing at number four? Is, is psychopath. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> That's not um, no. no. <laughs> yeah, but it's it. My favorite thing about the game was the time travel mechanic, um, which really made the game stand out. Even even now, I mean, there are very few games that have time travel done well, and it definitely was great. I mean, it came seventeen out endings, right? Yeah. Um, have you done them all? Um. I'll explain when the time comes. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been released multiple times. Um, I had it for Super Nintendo and later on PlayStation, so I got that. Yeah. Um, coming in at number three, um, actually... Coming in at number three. <laughs> fittingly Sorry. chose a game that was actually a franchise of three games, uh, the Donkey Kong franchise. Mm, I thought, oh yeah, no, never mind, okay. Donkey Kong, <laughs> really? Donkey Kong Country? Yeah. Uh, mainly because of how much time I spent on it. And honestly, yeah. no, okay. the game franchise makes the top 10 sales lists for like SNES. Well, it's, not so... just, it's not just if you add all three, it's in the top 10. Like Each individual game, you know, one, two, and three, are all on the top 10 list. Well, especially the first one. Like, the first yeah. one's really good. But, like, um, I yeah, when, when I was first starting my list, like, I don't, I don't necessarily like Donkey Kong Country enough to put it on my list but that was like one of the only games that like came to mind right away mm -hmm. yeah it's absolutely great um unique platformer um you know our banana loving main character donkey kong and all his friends um but diddy. i spent yeah diddy kong and dixie kong um dixie kong's double trouble was the third game that was a fun one um dixie. But, uh, <laughs> i spent an obnoxious amount of time mastering these games i still know all the secrets um, I played it recently with my wife and um, we're trying to do the minecart level, which everyone knows, and we're fighting with it. And after like an hour of watching her try to beat it, I'm like, do you just want to skip to the end? And she's like, what? And I showed her the secret barrel right at the entrance that takes you right to the end. And mm -hmm. she's like, I have not known about that. And it's been over 20 years. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I don't know. It's definitely memorable for me. I have a, you know, I've spent a lot of time on it. So. Right. Number two, um, I have Number Super Mario two. World. 
Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, luckily for our uh, winners franchise, it wasn't based on total sales because I mean Super Mario World obviously had the largest amount of sales of any SNES game. It was a it was a pack in copies. Yeah, it was a pack in though. So that uh, Mm -hmm. similar to Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt with the original NES, like it's Mm -hmm. the the numbers are a little skewed, but yeah, it's definitely. Well, it didn't come out with the original, but it did. It was one of the later packages that they sold. Um, like I didn't get that package personally. I got the Mario Paint SNES package. That oh, nice. Okay. Um, which is also another fun game, but not on my list, sadly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still remember trying to traverse my way through all the intense platform stages and really fun boss and level mechanics and all the secret passages and you know, grabbing the cape and running up walls and all the Yoshis. There's just so many good memories of Super Mario World. It's a it really belongs, good game. It belongs in any list. Like yeah, any list in general, not even just 16-bit. Um, but obviously, my number one is Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. No way! I know, right? Um, <laughs> but I mean, not even counting how much I love the game for personal reasons. I mean, it sold over 4 million copies. Um, one of the most exciting Zelda adventures Um yeah, I mean, it's it's fantastic. It's had a few remakes. I just bought it again recently for the virtual console on the 3DS mm-hmm. and completely replayed it again, got everything, finished it. It was amazing still. Um, it's still one of the greatest Zelda games ever created. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely really, really good. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's not on my list. Uh, Super Mario World. Um, Mega Man X. And Legend of Zelda. Interesting. Okay. Now, now, Legend of Zelda, I, I recognize is a really good game because I have played some of it, but not a whole lot. And like that game, uh, even the original Zelda never really appealed to me for whatever reason. Uh, it wasn't until Ocarina of Time, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I that's when I started getting into Zelda or the Zelda universe, but. To be honest, I have not played a Zelda like I played Ocarina of Time since. Um, but anyway. Because you don't have a Switch. Just so. <clears throat> um, I probably won't, but that's okay. Unless <laughs> something just really comes out and I need to have it. Um, like a Pokemon game on the Switch? Like a Pokemon game, probably, actually. Like I played that ever-loving shit out of Pokemon. I love that stuff. I still do. Yeah. Um, anyway, my list contains both Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo because I'm not biased. Okay. Okay. Number five for me um, is Sonic 2. Now, it's only on there because it was one of the first games I got for my Genesis, and I played countless hours of that game. Um, there's just there's not a whole lot to say about it other than I played the crap out of it and I was a kid and the replayability was just there because of necessity like it it had to be there because it was one of the only games I had um so you know I I became supersonic 8 million times I mastered those half pipe levels and so um played the casino levels until my fingers bled because I could uh, stuff like that. So Sonic, simply because I played it so much, not necessarily because it's a great or one the the, the fifth greatest 16-bit game ever. Um, Sonic Two is my number five. Now number four, 
I did have Mega Man X there. Um, because did. I do, I did, I do play it a lot, but I crossed that out and I put Gunstar Heroes for the Genesis because Treasure needs to be represented because they are an amazing company and, uh, uh it's a shame that they no longer exist. Um, or at least they're no longer around. I don't know. They, they may exist. Who knows? Please exist and please put out more games. Um, <laughs> uh, but Gunstar Heroes was really good. Um, it was really short, but it was it was sweet and it was really well made, polished. Um, all the different power ups were a lot of fun to mess around with, um, and f- you felt you felt really it, it was it was a skillful game. You felt really good playing it. Uh, so that's my number four. Now number yeah. three, I had Super Mario World, and then I crossed that bad boy off because I absolutely absolutely had to include a Ninja Turtles game. Um, okay. Now, for if we were doing a list for NES, uh, Ninja Turtles 2, or the arcade game, or whatever you want to call it, would absolutely be my number one. Um, but I, Ninja Turtles are my life growing up. It's your number one. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's my number four on my 8-bit list. Um, huh. So I put Turtles in Time for my number three, because I played the crap out of it. Um, I think they had it on the Genesis as well, but I played it mainly on the Super Nintendo. Um, I also love the arcade game, and it's the the port, just like the arcade port for the NES. Like it's really good, so I played the crap out of that. Um, with with my brothers and stuff. Now number two, where is is an obvious choice, and it's Chrono Trigger. Now I okay. now every single year I load up the I load up my uh, emulator and I play Chrono Trigger. I cannot play it any other way simply because I have to fast forward. I have to fast forward, and uh, you can't do that without an emulator. Sure. Um, it, some of the loading is just atrocious, otherwise, uh, and there's also fights that I farm. You know, in the, um, tw- what is it, 20 million BC? I can't remember the the, the past, you know, the... Um, that sounds right. Um, uh, I, I think can't it's, remember the exact year. Yeah, it's 20 million BC or something like that. Um, the prehistoric age. I always, I go there and I, um, and I farm like crazy. And having that fast forward, just pushing up and down and going and fighting these things that give you a bunch of experience is, is totally worth it. Um, but... Now let me tell you how many times I've beaten Chrono Trigger, and that's zero. Really? I've never beaten Chrono Trigger. I've seen what? it. I've seen it beaten uh, once. A friend okay. of mine, a friend of mine beat it uh, when I was with him. Um, I don't know what ending it was. All I remember is him beating Lavos. It wasn't his first time beating it. It was like the save right before the Lavos fight. Um, so he had beat it when I was there. That was the only time I personally saw it beaten. Every other time, like, I played the crap out of it. I played hundreds of hours of Chrono Trigger. Um, but I never... I always stopped playing it before I finished the game. Like, uh, I get really close. I've gotten super close. I may have gotten to Lavos fight once or twice. I can't remember. But I've played it so many times, played through it so many times that... Uh, it's a really good game. It is. It is one of my favorite RPGs 
of all time. It's it's simple. It's fun. Uh, story is really good. Characters are really good. Um, and Akira Toriyama did all the art. And who doesn't love Akira Toriyama? I mean, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, all that stuff. Uh, so Chrono Trigger is my number two. Now, number one is is a collection of three games. And when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, did he pick the same game? Uh, but no. My number one is Streets of Rage. All three of them. Isn't that a Genesis game, though? That is that is a Genesis so series. That would have been a complete fooled you if I had done that. <laughs> right? I, I, yeah, right. But um, Interesting choice, though. So Streets of Rage are hands down my favorite games of that generation. Um, I owned the first one and I rented the third one hundreds and hundreds of times and played the second one a bunch as well. Now, everyone, I'm including all three Streets of Rages because no one likes the third one. Right. And everyone loves the second one. Yeah. And people like the first one. I mean, it's the first one. You know? Sure, right. Now, I liked the first one, and I liked the second one more so than the first, but the third one, for whatever reason, it, I mean, when I was a kid, my logic was, well, it's the third one. It's the best one because it's number three and whatever. The third one is my favorite for sure. Like, I, I go back to that game similar to how, how I play Chrono, Chrono Trigger. I go back to that game and it's like riding a bike and I can beat the shit out of everybody on the hardest difficulty and just have a have a good time doing it. And there's something about those games, especially the second and third one, that like the soundtracks are amazing and just the way your character moves, like when you're walking as Axel, it like just he just kinda like walks with the music. And these games have been my inspiration for design documents that I've written up for my own games that I wanted to make, which are beat em ups. And it's always because I've dissected Streets of Rage so much that I I know exactly how I want to put things in there. Like I the the soundtrack the character needs to move with the soundtrack. It needs to sound like the the sound effects need to sound like they're a part of the music and you need to beat the crap out of people uh, with a rhythm, you know, and, and the sound effects, like I said, need to go with the music, the way you walk and move need to go with the beat. And just the game makes me, makes you feel like a badass. And uh, it's uh, played Street of Rage so much. And that is hands down my favorite game, Street of Rage three, uh, of nothing, of all time, sixteen bit. Nothing beats nothing, it. Well, I, I definitely uh, understand where that would fit. On obviously, though, I feel like you do like the side-scrolling fighting games, right? Which which explains some of my explanations from earlier, yes. like the um, um, the I am the hero I wanted to play. Well, I don't know. I I definitely uh, understand. I mean, there's nothing that beats front flipping over a guy, and you know body slamming him behind you suplex fuck yeah uh but yeah that's a pretty cool list um i definitely see the differences and disagree with you fully but you know right of course because you're a jerk but um (laughs) super mario i mean super mario world and Mega Man x were on my list uh but i had to think about it and when i realized like wait a minute these games are better and i liked them more i had to cross them off but i love mario world like me and the girls 
my girls play Mario 3, uh, and I'm trying to wean them off of that and onto Super Mario World, which I feel like is just a, a much better game. It is. Um, or it makes me feel, you know, I, I don't There was something about Super Mario World that, uh, like, seeing it in the stores as, like, a demo, just, like, I, I, I knew I felt it looked better, it looked good, like, it just, I don't know. It exemplified everything that the Super Nintendo was, which is exactly what Mario games should be. Um, yeah, and it Agreed. was it was it's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah. Same with a couple Mega games. Man. A couple games I didn't put on my list, but they almost made it. Uh, Street Fighter Two, Turbo. Yeah, fantastic game. Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VI was another one that I had to fight with taking off. <laughs> I called it. Called it. Yep. Uh, Super Metroid. Yeah, fantastic game. Um, probably not my favorite in the series. I like the GameCube one better, but Prime fantastic really? Four. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot personally. Um, it is a good game. I mean, I I thought it was really cool for a GameCube game. You know, it was awesome. Yeah, most of your time playing Smash, and then you start playing that wholly different experience. Right. Um, or Resident two, Evil Four. Two games almost made it onto my Genesis list: um, Mortal Kombat Two. Which is also a Super Nintendo game, but yeah, um, it was better on Genesis and um, Sonic Two. Sonic Two, baby. Plus, I played super a lot Sonic. of Super Mario RPG. That game was super fun. That game was super fun, but I never played that until um, emulators down the lo- down the road. Um, um, I played it. That's a good game. Played it a couple later. times later. I didn't play it when it first came out. I played Same. it probably two thousand four, two thousand five area somewhere in that range. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a gem, so yeah. uh, I didn't really know about it. Neither of us mentioned Secret of Mana or Fantasy Star. Um, I didn't like the Fantasy Star games. Uh, Secret of Mana yeah. wasn't my cup of tea, mm-hmm. um, but all of most of my friends played that game to no yeah. end. They For loved me, it. Legend of Zelda was far better, and Chrono Trigger was far better. Chrono Trigger is hands down better. Absolutely. Agreed. I mean, they're, they're two different games, um, mm-hmm. but Chrono Trigger is just a master class. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this was our segment for top five um, 16-bit games. Uh, we'll probably do something unique with each podcast occasionally. It doesn't happen to... doesn't have to happen. Next but. month, we're going to do... Well, we're, we'll, we'll talk about it, but I really want to do a... Uh, like a PlayStation era... Okay. Top games. Like PS1, though, right? Not PS2, PS3. Yeah, 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 PS1. Okay. Um, but we yeah, could talk about it. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll do that, maybe. Cool. So that was our thing. So our next segment uh, we wanted to talk about is our coming soon segment. So stuff. stuff that's, yep, stuff that's coming out in March that we're excited about that we're going to hopefully pick up or go see or etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and our first thing is games. So... What games are you excited about that are coming out in March? Um, well, we have Into the Into the Breach in here, which we already talked about. It came out yesterday. Yep. Really good. Um, but Sea of Thieves coming out on the 20th. That uh, looks like a lot of fun. Now, I'm not yeah. sure I'm actually going to really enjoy the game, but I really want to play it just because it looks uh, looks really have neat. Watched, and that water. Oof. Yeah, I've watched, uh, watched a bunch. I, I, um, honestly, like I watched somebody playing it for like six hours, and I just really want to play it myself. Those water physics and the way it looks, oof, it looks good. I actually was it lucky enough good. to see somebody 
um, messing with their settings on their on their stream, and they had it an ultra, you know, like mega ultra with their ten mega ultra. And they're like, I wonder what it looks like on lowest settings. So they lowered it down to the lowest possible setting, and I was expecting it to be like flat water. Mm-hmm. No, it still looked gorgeous. Nice. It wasn't as pretty because obviously, come on, water the, physics. Yeah, but the it textures still looked were probably dynamic. garbage. It's no textures were fantastic. It just wasn't as. Uh, complicated like i'm trying to think of how to phrase it like the water had ripples and color spectrums and light through it and everything on ultra they took away some of that but it still had a lot of um really very flat no well i mean like the textures color flat no nothing it looked i'm not saying like literally flat no (laughs) yeah like flat like no it it looked duller like less vivid okay Okay. but yeah so i'm probably gonna pick that up um so we'll probably talk about that on our next cast if we um, could play enough. I mean, it comes out on the 20th. Yeah, I so, think... We'll see. I think we'll probably play it that whole week it comes out. Maybe <laughs> maybe uh, we should record some gameplay of us playing. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I mean, it's a multiplayer game. Maybe we'll both yeah. get a ship and, you know... Release a vidya. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. We could post it on our on our blog. Yeah, our blog. We have a blog? We have a blog. We, I okay, made one. We, everybody, we have a blog. Yep. Um, I uh, I'm I'm looking forward to Nino Kuni too. I played okay. the crap out of Nino Kuni. Uh, it, the first one's a really good game. Yeah. Um, I played it when I was single and stoned all of the time, so it's <laughs> hard to remember details of a lot of stuff. But I remember playing the crap out of it and having a, a lot of fun with it. I remember it being sort of like Pokemon, um, with like a with a more active battle system. And okay. I remember a cat uh, with a dressed like a buccaneer with a scimitar, and he went <laughs> meow a lot, and he kicked a lot of ass. But that game was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to Nino Kuni 2 that comes out on the 23rd. Okay. Um, now the only other game coming out next yeah. month is Kirby Star Allies for the Switch. I'm definitely picking that up. I'm really excited about it. Um, if you're a fan of Kirby games at all, it's the same thing, except it's four-player, which is really cool. Um, so I'm very excited. I'll have some stuff to talk about when I get a chance to play it. So, Cool. Um, that's it for games. What about movies? Um, besides movies. besides movies. Ready Player One, mm-hmm. what are you going to go um, see? So there's three movies I'm interested in in March. Um, first one is on March 9th. It's Wrinkle, of, Wrinkle in Time. Mm-hmm. Um, book series from a long time ago. Uh, there's five books in it. I'm actually reading it now, trying to read it before I go see it because I like doing that. Um, but yeah, uh, time travel and space travel as a child, fantasy, super interesting. The movie mm-hmm. looks really good. I'm very excited. Um, Tomb Raider is coming out, which I feel like um, it's a video game. So I'm I'm kind of hoping it's something more than just the Xbox game. Right. I, I it looks it looks like it they may pull off an interesting movie. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool though. And then of course Ready Player One, which we're pretty um I think we're Whoops. both excited about that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then anything else? Oh, you wanted to talk about that uh as far as tech goes, the Razer laptop phone. Explain that to me cuz I have not read or heard anything about it. Yeah, so um, 
Razer announced very recently a project they're doing for a cell phone that um, plugs into a laptop base, basically, and it turns it powers a laptop computer. And um, they had a name for it. I think it's like Project Linda or something. Um, Project but, yeah, Linda. <laughs> I don't remember the exact. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Uh, it's a concept still. Yeah, Project Linda. I was right. Yeah. Nice. Um, but, but it's really nice looking, and it's a really cool looking gaming cell phone, which Razer's been trying to push um, with their other model. And it plugs into a laptop, and it acts as the touchscreen. So this, this phone powers hmm. a whole laptop. And admittedly, it's not for... It's still Android gaming. So it's not you can't like plug it in and play World of Warcraft on it for right now. But it adds a lot of storage to the phone, and you can attach a mouse. And then what's really neat for like graphic <coughs> design, it uses the, the phone as a touchscreen for additional controls. So it's kind of cool. This sounds really familiar. Uh, Razer, I think, did something similar. Um... I think it was like a part of a keyboard um, that was a touchscreen, but just had what looked like a lot of apps on it, which very well could have been macros. Um, I wonder if this is just an iteration of that or like a natural evolution of that concept. Yeah. Because this sounds possible. really familiar. Definitely possible. Um, I, I know that they've done a lot of really neat uh, tech over the years. And they add a lot of really cool stuff. I've been following them probably since I started PC gaming sure their razor blades are cool long time ago absolutely uh there's a lot of really cool tech but that's the one big thing i'm interested in i am interested in these new amd apus which i'm i think they're out um they're out now right Uh, the amd ryzen 3 2200g and the ryzen 5 2400g now these are APUs, which means they're CPU GPU combo, um, and traditionally, the GPU portion of those suck. Um, some of them are serviceable; they'll get you maybe twenty to thirty frames in like a Dota two. But anytime you play anything else, pretty much that is graphically intense, uh, it just it buckles under the pressure. Uh, so these, the R three and the R five, R five being more powerful than the R3. Um, they are they are aimed at 720p gaming, which when you look at the numbers, um, they're right. Like at 720, you're going to play most games like Battlefield 1. I'm, I'll give you an example. Battlefield 1, um, the 2400G, the Ryzen 5 2400G plays at 60 frames a second it looks like on average 67 frames everything on medium DirectX 12 on 720p and then let me see if they got okay and then at 1080 this is also playable at least in my eyes um, things are on low but the resolution is higher ten, uh, 1080 1920 by 1080 um, the average is 47 frames a second now for an APU that's huge when you think about it, uh, a Core i3 8100 with a GTX 1030, which all this is low end, runs 54 frames a second. Everything on low, 1920 wow. by 1080. Now, comparatively, that is awesome. 
So the i3 alone is going to set you back probably 180. That 1030 is going to set you back another, what, 150? So that's $300 right there for 54 frames a second on low. This Ryzen, the Ryzen 3 2200 gets you 43 frames on, on average. The Ryzen 5 2400 gets you 47 frames on average. The Ryzen 3 costs $100. What? And you don't need to add a GPU to that. And then a Ryzen 5, again, gives you 47 frames. Costs $170. CPU-wise, the Ryzen 5 is superior. Um, and a really good bang for your buck. But the most bang for your buck is that Ryzen 3 2200. Let me see if I can find another game here. Let's do, let's do Far Cry Primal and Grand Theft Auto. Let's see. So at 720, everything on low, the Ryzen 3, uh, this is Far Cry Primal, a newer Far Cry game, uh, the Ryzen 3 gives you an average of 55 frames a second, and the Ryzen 5 gives you 60 frames a second. For comparison reasons, again, the i3-8100 and the 1030 GTX gives you 66. So the difference is only 15, 10 frames at most like that is crazy the amount the amount of performance you're getting from these this hundred dollar uh apu compared to a three hundred dollar system is just insane so now like a 1080 for comparison reasons 1080 everything on low um the ryzen 3 again playable if it's constant you know that uh, frame time variance really matters in this case because you don't want to jump it up and down from 20 frames to 30. But the Ryzen 3 gives you 28. Um, a little bit of an overclock of that Ryzen 3 will give you 30, over 30. But the Ryzen 5 gives you 32 steady. Um, huh. And then the the Ryzen 5 actually in this case at 1080 beats out the Core i3 and the added in 1030 uh, video card. That's so that yeah it's it's crazy i'm really excited for this stuff and it really makes me i'm uh, you can buy this, so this ryzen 3 is only a hundred dollars and that that is really really cheap it, i really want to buy one to make um an htpc uh i, I really want to build a tower for my girls because they've been asking for one they have a, a laptop but they, they really want to uh, a tower so this is a good jumping on point which means i don't have to buy or use my old crappy video cards i can just buy them this hundred dollar ryzen 3 and call it a day because they'll be browsing the internet um and playing their flash games you know yeah so the the there's only room to grow here and amd is really doing something awesome with these apus and they're they're it is a smart move to have them out at this price point and um, it's really exciting. I can't wait t to see their their next iteration. Um, yeah, that's especially cool. if they're gonna if the, if the performance is anything near these, like I I would I would I would only can assume that it's gonna be better. But man, it's it's exciting. This is really cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, technology is definitely getting really cool. Yeah, it's really fancy. So. Um, That'll pretty much do it. Uh, there's there's some news, not a whole lot that we want to talk about. Um, the Dice Awards happened. Um, were there any big winners you wanted to wanted to mention? Well, obviously Breath of the Wild. Um, they ah, won yeah. a 
ton of stuff. Apparently they, they stole the show. Um, I did watch the awards and they got best game of the year, outstanding achievement, etc, etc. Um, there were a few other games that got some cool stuff too. I think PUBG got outstanding achievement in online gameplay. Yeah, which <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah. But, but understandable. We, they did, I mean, it, I, I, they did do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a lot of cool stuff. Um, a lot of really good games last year. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn was in there, kind of yeah. hiding. It kind of got overshadowed by Breath of the Wild because it's really good, but it came out like right at the same time. Well, um, yeah, it came out a couple weeks before Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And I personally waited until I finished Breath of the Wild before picking it up, <clears throat> and I still haven't finished it because I kept going back to Breath of the Wild. So. Yeah, a lot of people uh, uh, were saying that they... Mm-hmm. They liked Horizon Zero Dawn, and, they, and when before Breath of the Wild came out, they were gushing about Horizon, and then as soon as Breath of the Wild came out, no one touched Horizon. Yeah, exactly. yeah pretty much. Not that it's a bad game, but that comparatively, it it doesn't stand up. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of other good games that came out last year. Um, nothing super out of the ordinary, though. So. Yeah. Um, other than that. Uh, Blizzard just announced a new character for Overwatch. Like well, today. Yeah, yeah. Today, what's her name? Brigitte. Brigitte. Yeah, like that. Um, it looks like Bridget. Yeah. Um, but Brigitte. she is Brigitte. Um, she is a tanky healer. So she. Uh, so she's support. support. She's support. Oh, okay. Um, but she's also tanky-ish. Yeah. Um, from video. what I read. Yeah, watched the video, read about her skills a little bit, but obviously we don't know a whole lot about her yet. Yeah. And she has a shield bash. She is Torbjorn's daughter. Um, so she has a skill set that kind of kind of mimics what he can do as well. She can throw down uh, repair kits. Um, or is it health kits? Where is it? Repair pack. Bridget throws a repair pack that can heal an ally. Any healing over that ally's maximum health provides them with armor instead so she can heal you up and also give you armor if you're at max health which is kind of cool uh she has a, a rocket flail which i think is sounds awesome um it's a melee weapon with that has an extended range uh it enables her to strike multiple enemies with a single swing so i wonder if uh if it's similar or harkens to Reinhardt? Reinhardt's hammer, yeah. yeah. With with just a rocket attached to it because she's not as not as strong as, as uh Reinhardt. But uh in the video it shows her caring for Reinhardt to a degree. Um so it makes sense that her character is a mix of her dad and Reinhardt. But uh but yeah, that was announced today. Uh there was there was some more stuff that I can't really remember because we don't have it written down. <laughs> about her or in general just in general as far oh, as okay. news goes <coughs> um, yeah it felt like overall not a whole lot really happened i mean obviously we had things that aren't related to games like the super bowl that happened last month yeah but yeah not really i mean i watched it <laughs> i didn't uh, i could not care less i mean the tide ad thing was pretty funny <laughs> i'm sure you heard about that right i did watch the tide ad yeah it was pretty funny nope it's a tide um, ad which is now just a meme it is it's all over the place it's pretty funny um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, not not a whole lot of tech news though that I'm aware of anyway. Um, I didn't see anything. Yeah, other than what uh, I just uh, talked about, gushed about. Yeah, um, well, the two the two things we just talked about were the only things that I'm aware of. But yeah, I mean, yeah. that's pretty much it. So 
I, I think in in lighter news, I think the um, the crypto boom is not necessarily going away, but I think its effect on the GPU market is starting to wane just a little bit. Which or for anyone, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it it can it can only go back to normal. Like it can stabilize for a little bit, but it will eventually go back to normal. Um, but the, yeah. but that's good news for anyone who's in the market for a video card. Yeah, which I am. Um, I'll be hopefully getting one in the next four or five months. <laughs> whenever whenever it actually does go back to normal. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all I got. So. Yeah. Same here. Um, <laughs> if, if you guys didn't hear, we have an email address. <clears throat> it is checkpointchat at gmail dot com. Go ahead, give us um, an email. Send us an email. Ask us questions. Uh, tell us what we did wrong. Correct us. Tell yeah. us why our top five lists were garbage. And tell us why yours isn't. Or if you um, have a game you want us to review. Or... Yeah, or something you want us to talk about, write in. Yeah. We'll we'll mention you on the show. Assuming um, it's appropriate. <laughs> and yeah, no, not that it has to be super appropriate, but come on, guys. And... Yeah. I mean, if it's too inappropriate, maybe we'll just make fun of you on the podcast. And then, <laughs> you know, just know. write whatever you want, and we'll figure it out from there. Right, right. All right. Well, the anything, any closing comments you have for the show? Anything you want to tell the the people of the world? No, just keep playing games, and you know, be cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks. For, thanks for listening. Uh, have a good month. We will. Uh, we'll. We'll talk at you in March. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Right,